This Torah class is brought to you by TorahAnytime.com Okay, Bruchem Abam. Welcome everybody. Shalom Aleichem. So we have three Shurim today. We have a very big day today. First we're going to a few original ideas on the Parsha. Um, and then we're going to do our imponderables, and then we have a special shear on Bir Tefillah, which is very much connected to the Parsha. Now, I want to share with you the good news. The Sefer on Shemais has arrived in America. If anybody is interested in attaining the Sefer, it is uh, available at um, on our email. It's not on the site yet. It's on the email Um or if anybody needs the link, please let us know. And uh, <clears throat> the Sefer is available with free shipping. Okay, so Chazal tell us on the Pasuk, Vayira Yaakov ma'od vayetzer lai, Vayira Yaakov was afraid, Shema Yehareg, lest he get killed. Vayetzer lai, Rashi says, Im Yehareg hu if he were to kill others. And the Mepharshim asks, what would have been wrong if he would have killed Esav? Esav's coming to kill him. Secondly, why does Rashi, the Gorari asks, refer to Esav as Acherim? Should say, he's Yarei Shema Yaharag Esav. Why does, why does Rashi refer to Esav as Acherim? So there's a well-known Perush that is brought in many, many Svarim. Mata B'mei Midrasha is brought in the Sifrei Hadrush. This is quoted in Mayana Shel This is quoted in Penina Yekarim. This is quoted in Chavetzel Sasharon. This is a very well-known comment, namely that Achirim refers to none other than Rabbi Meir, of course. As we know, <coughs> at the end of Masech Tahirios, we have a episode where Rabbi Shem Gamliel was upset at Rabbi Meir, so he banned him from the Beis Hamedrash. And ultimately, when he left, when he let him in, he said, "From now on, nobody could say over in the name of Rameir. From now on, you say over in the name of Acherim." And therefore, um, interestingly, we also know that Rabbi Meir was a descendant of Esav, because Rev, the Gemara tells us in Gitin that when the Romans went to destroy the Beis Hamikdash, they dispatched the Roman Caesar Nero Caesar. And ultimately, when he came <coughs> to destroy the temple, a child read him a pasuk, and the pasuk said that you will be successful in destroying Yerushalayim, only God will wipe the floor with you. So, he said, what God wants me to do is dirty work. So the Gemara says, Arak, Ozal, the Agayer, the Nafak Minei Rameir. He left, he fled, he converted, and Rameir came from him. So from here we see Rameir is a descendant of Nero Kezar. <coughs> Nero Kezar. And therefore, since Rameir is a descendant of Nero Kezar, <coughs> when Yaakov Avinu encountered Esav, it wasn't that he was afraid to kill Esav, he was afraid if he would kill Esav, he would kill the great Taner of Meir. So we've explained in the past, why is Yaakov concerned, particularly at this interval, about harming the great Taner Meir. So, one of the explanations we said is because the encounter of Yaakov and Esav 
the Ramban says, is a Maseavay Similabanim for the Golos and the times of Ikvasa de Meshicha. And as we know, Rev Meir Shita of Benkach of Benkach Banim is our Zuchus to give us continuity and perseverance in the Golos, as well as it is the Zuchus for our redemption, La'asid Lavai. So that is why Yaakov Avinu is specifically. Uh, concerned with the welfare of the great Tana Rebbe Meir. Now, the next idea, I did in a small clip this morning, I suggest uh, you you check that out, well, based on the Chafetz Chaim, who explains that the reason why the Samach Mem was only after Yaakov is because Avraham is Chesed, Yitzchak is Tfila, the Yitzhahara, the Samach Mem, could tolerate that, but he can't tolerate Torah, Yaakov Avinu, so we uh, elaborated on that further, because why is the Yitzhahara after Yaakov Avinu specifically now? Let us continue. Um, this is an interesting uh, idea that's really been uh, troubling me. You know, the Torah talks about the death of Sarah. There's a whole parsha related to the death of Sarah, Parshas Chayi Sarah. The death of Rivka is alluded to in this week's parsha, Aloin Bachus. Rashi says there was another Avelos, and that was the Avelos of Rivka. Rachel died explicitly in this week's parsha. Does anybody know what parsha talks about the death of Leah? Anybody ever wonder about that? What parsha? Chaye Leah, remember Chaye Leah in an Ibriyar, when there's three days Rosh Chodesh, we lay in parshas Chaye Leah. Remember? We take out four Sifrei Torah that Shabbos. Yeah? Anybody know what parsha is Chaye Leah? Doesn't, nowhere in the Chumash, inexplicably, she's the one person in the Chumash, we don't know when she died. We know when Yishmael died, we know when Esav died. Avraham, Yitzchak, Yaakov, Sarah, Rivka, Rachel. What about Leah? This was bothering me, and I think I have a very important answer. In the Sefer Masois Yerushalayim, which is a, an account of the Munkach Rebbe's travels, he brings that when Sir Moses Montefiore, who actually, you know, we've had a lot of shirim about him, um... We had a whole series of shirim about him, and uh, and Reb Chaim Falaji even wrote a whole book about the accolades of Sir Moses Montefiore. We spoke about him when we visited his grave in Ramsgate in England, and on my most recent trip to Eretz Yisrael, I went to visit the windmill of Moses Montefiore, and uh, there's a image of his carriage that he traveled on. So when he wanted to build up Kever Rachel, and build a whole building over her grave, the rabbis were not pleased with that. Because there's a Kabbalistic concept that Yaakov Avinu, his relationship with his two wives, represents two different ways that Hashem connects to the Jewish people. Rachel is the open relationship, the revealed, like when the Beis Hamikdash is standing. Leah 
is Oilam de Iskasaya, the hidden relationship, the sealed, the covered, the cloaked relationship. That being said, now the Reb Moshe Wolfson explains, why did Yaakov Avinu cry when he met Rachel for the first time? So yeah, so Rashi says, because he saw they wouldn't be buried together. I mean, talk about getting ahead of yourself. You know, maybe first have a Lachayim and a Vart before you're worried about where you're going to be buried. I mean, I don't think it's a very good dating technique. Imagine if, a, 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 and, you know, the boy goes out with the girl, they go to the Brooklyn Marriott, and he gets her a Diet Coke, and he says, you know, where do you want to be buried? You know, that's not the best strategy. I don't think. That's not the, and Yaakovin, he's, the first minute he sees her, he's crying, because they're not going to be buried together. The idea is as follows. Yaakov and Leah represents God being with us, Beseser, Behester Panim in the Galas. That's why Yaakov is buried with Leah in Ma'aras Hamachpelah, concealed in one cave within another, under the ground, and even when you get under the ground, it's even in a more interior grave. So Yaakov and Leah represents the Montevideo stayed with my great-grandparents in Kavanaugh in 1843. That's unbelievable, wow. So, um, Rabbi Yaak- Yaakov and Leah represents Hashem's hidden relationship with the Jewish people. But, Yaakov and Rachel, that's the revealed. So maybe we could say, of course the death of Rachel Imenu is open in the Torah. But the death of Leah is not mentioned. She comes from what is called Oilam de Iskasaya, the hidden world. Even Yaakov's marriage to Leah is not really uh, revealed. Nobody even knows that he's marrying her. Yaakov, nobody knows Yaakov's marrying Leah. Even Yaakov doesn't know. Leah is so Iskasaya that Yaakov doesn't even know he's marrying her. Nobody knows he's marrying her. It's hidden. So everything about Leah is sort of shrouded in secrecy. Okay, I think that's a very interesting question to think of. And I think the answer is uh, also worthy of consideration. Next. You know, the whole end of the parasha of Ayushach is a very big parasha. <coughs> um, and the end of the parasha talks about the uh, ancestry of Esav. And basically Rashi keeps on being bothered. Well, who's, who's Eliphaz the son of? Who's Tzivayin the son of? Who's Ayah the son of? Are they brothers or children? And Rashi says, no, the son lived with the mother, so he's also he's the sister, he's the brother and the son at the same time. What does Rashi say? It teaches you all the all of the raw mamzerim. I mean, here it is. I had a long week. I come to the shul Shabbos morning. And I have to listen to 15 minutes worth of the incest of the house of Esav. Why? To know they're all mamzerim. I mean, is that really that important for me to know that? That they're all mamzerim? Why is it so important that they're all, to know that they're all mamzerim? Rashi says another interesting thing. Rashi talks about Aya and, and uh, Anna that they found the mules in the Midbar. They found the mules. So Rashi says, what do you mean they found the mules? Says Rashi, that they mated a donkey and a horse and they produced a mule. Says Rashi, 
their mamzerim, and they brought mamzerim into the world. Ah, so now I need to know, not only are they mamzerim, but they also bring illegitimate animals into the world. I mean, this is really expanding my, uh, my horizons. Why do I need to know that? But I think what the point of Rashi is, if them being mamzerim means that their activities are corrupt and they're bringing mamzerim to the world, what the Torah is teaching me is to recognize that the interests and the activities and the involvements of Esav are corrupt from their very foundation. Because if the fact that they're mamzerim means they're bringing mules into the world, then that reveals and that's telling and that gives us insight into all of their activities and all of their interests. Don't be taken by the activities of Esav. Don't be carried away. Don't be impressed with what they're involved in. Because recognize who they are at the origin. Recognize what their original activities were. And that sort of gives us insight into everything they do. Okay, Marabai said those are some ideas on Vayishach. We're going to start the impangibles. Mr. Baker, you want to tell us about uh, the Hachnasas Archim to Moses Montefiore? I want to hear about that. You've just experienced another Torah class brought to you by TorahAnytime.com.